48K News. It's 11 o'clock. I'm Robert Kemp. Tonight's headlines. China prepares to launch its longest crewed space mission to date. The Sai Wanho residential block goes into lockdown after a resident from the Russian consulate tests positive and the People's Bank of China breaks its silence on property developer Evergrande's debt woes. China will shortly send three astronauts, including a female crew member, to its space station that is under construction and where they are due to stay for six months. As Francis Sitt reports, this will be the country's longest crewed mission to date. This will be the country's second of four planned crewed missions to the station, which is due to be completed by the end of next year. The China manned space program said the Shenzhou 13 spacecraft will take off from the Zhou Chen Satellite Launch Center in the Gobi Desert shortly after midnight local time, and 55-year-old Jai Zhigang will serve as the mission commander. Mr. Jai will be accompanied by 41-year-old Ye Guangfu and Wang Yaping, the first female astronaut to visit the Chinese orbiting outpost. The mission will be Mr. Jai's and Ms. Wang's second space mission and Mr. Ye's first. Officials said the Taikonauts will be involved in two to three spacewalks to install components needed for future construction work. China began construction of what will be its first permanent space station in April with the launch of Tianhe, the first and largest of the station's three modules. The three-person crew on the previous Shenzhou 12 mission stayed in Tianhe for 90 days from June to September. The government is locking down a residential block in Sai Wanho after a worker at the Russian Consulate General tested preliminary positive for covid Operations expected to end at around 7 o'clock in the morning. Violet Wong reports. Residents at Tower 1 of Grand Promenade are all being tested for the disease. The Center for Health Protection said the 55-year-old man had returned from Russia 10 days ago and was in self-isolation at home when he tested positive for the L452 Almuden strain. The strain is found in the highly infectious Delta variant of COVID, among others. The government says as a mutant string is involved, vaccinated people will also have to take a test. The Department of Health has banned all direct flights from Vancouver operated by Air Canada between tomorrow and October the 29th. Wong Yingting reports. The authority said the ban was imposed because a passenger had tested positive for COVID-19 on Wednesday and another passenger had failed to comply with the SAR government's anti-epidemic control measures. Meanwhile, health officials reported nine new COVID-19 infections for the day, all of them imported. The patients, aged between 3 and 68, flew in from Russia, Egypt, India, Maldives, Canada and the Philippines. Two of them have developed symptoms and six of them were fully vaccinated. Separately, the Center for Health Protection has ordered people who have stayed at three buildings in Causeway Bay, Chimshachui and Taipo to get tested by Saturday in relation to infections detected earlier. China's central bank says that the risk of spillover from embattled property giant Evergrande to the financial sector is controllable, breaking its silence on the company's debt troubles. So the reports. Concerns are mounting that the cash crunch at Evergrande, which is struggling with more than 300 billion U.S. dollars in liabilities, could lead to contagion for the wider Chinese economy. Speaking at a briefing, Zhou Lan from the People's Bank of China said authorities are carrying out risk disposal and resolution work in accordance with the principles of rule of law and marketization. The PBOC official went on to say that the company had been poorly managed and had not operated cautiously within the confines of the changing market. 
Instead, it blindly diversified and expanded, causing the serious deterioration of operating and financial indicators and eventually an explosion of risk, he said. However, the head of PBOC's financial market department stressed that on the whole, the risk of spillover into the financial sector is controllable, adding that the country's real estate sector remains generally healthy. Evergrande's liquidity crisis came as the country's property sector found itself under tightened scrutiny after regulators announced caps for three different debt ratios in a scheme dubbed Three Red Lines last year. It was reported to have missed a trio of offshore bond payments worth almost 150 million U.S. dollars on Monday, triggering a fresh round of downgrades for two Chinese property developers' ratings. Evergrande's Shenzhen-listed unit, Hengda Real Estate, has another 121.8 million yuan of domestic bond payment due next Tuesday, while Evergrande has a separate 14.25 million U.S. dollars of offshore bond due October 30th. A change of RTHK, the time is five minutes past 11. 31-year-old man will appear in Kumtong Court tomorrow to face a murder charge over the death of a taxi driver. The suspect was arrested on Lama Island on Wednesday. The 48-year-old driver was stabbed to death in the early hours of Tuesday at the junction of Eastern Street and Queens Road West in Saing Poon. Customs officials say they've seized more than 3,000 kilos of Australian lobster they believed was to be smuggled to the mainland by sea. Last year, the mainland imposed an unofficial ban on Australian lobsters after the Australian government pushed for an international investigation into the origins of COVID. Joanne Wong reports. Customs says authorities on both sides of the border took action after Hong Kong saw a surge in Australian lobster imports. Thirteen people were arrested here, some on suspicion of making inadequate import declarations. Rita Lee's from Customs Syndicate Crimes Investigation Bureau. Hong Kong Customs has set up a dedicated team to step up intelligence exchanges with the mainland law enforcement agencies and conduct joint in-depth intelligence analysis. Ms. Lee linked the alleged smuggling to a move by the mainland a year ago to impose strict restrictions on imports of Australian lobster. She also says the seafood had not been handled correctly, with the suspected smugglers failing to chill it during transport. Customs says as part of the operation, mainland officials seized more than 2,000 kilograms of lobster and arrested seven people. The Secretary for Security says the government will consult the public thoroughly before bringing forward national security legislation under Article 23 of the Basic Law. Devon Pang reports. Writing on his official blog, Chris Tang said the Security Bureau is working at full speed to draft further national security legislation. He says the process includes studying a bill put forward in 2003, which was withdrawn after a half million people took to the streets to oppose it. Mr. Tang wrote that officials would not, as he put it, allow people with ulterior motives to demonize and smear the proposed legislation. He stressed the need to avoid public misunderstanding by formulating plans to promote and explain the proposed law. A scientist who told the court he tried to help a protester shot and injured by the police in 2019 has been jailed for a year. Damon Pang again. Yao Wang Tat had pleaded guilty to unlawful assembly having initially been charged with the more serious offence of rioting. In mitigation, Yao's lawyer told the district court that his client was only trying to help a protester who had been shot in the chest with a live round by a policeman in Chunwan on National Day in 2019. 
The lawyer added that despite the stress of the court case, Yao had managed to complete his doctorate degree in physics at Polytechnic University. But Deputy Judge Li Chi Ho said these factors were nothing special. He said video footage showed protesters had planned the violence and they were seen throwing petrol bombs and rocks and some had held a police officer on the ground. The judge said although Yao was of good character, he decided on the 12-month prison term in light of the seriousness of the crime. The teenager who was shot on the day in question, Chang Chi Kin, was charged with rioting. He did not attend a court hearing last December and a group based in the UK said at the time that he had gone into exile. Education Secretary Kevin Young says teachers may in future have to take a test on the basic law and the national security law before they can take up a job. Maggie Hill reports. Speaking on an RTHK program, Kevin Young said teachers at government schools already have to take a basic law test and the administration is planning to extend the requirement to aided schools next year and perhaps later to directly subsidise schools and kindergartens as well. He noted that civil servants have to pass a basic law test and the Civil Service Bureau says it's considering including the national security law in this test. Mr. Young said the Education Bureau may follow suit, so the two tests are in line with each other. We have to work on national education, national security education, and we hope to foster students' national identity. Teachers provide students guidance, so we expect them to have a certain degree of understanding of the basic law. Meanwhile, the minister said he doesn't think a new requirement for schools to raise the national flag every day will add to teachers' workload. He said the Bureau is providing training and explanation on why this has to be done, adding that teachers and students could use government subsidies to join relevant training provided by various groups. Mr. Young also said more than 95% of primary and secondary schools have flagpoles ready. Education professionals have cautioned against moving too quickly to close or relocate schools in response to a fall in pupil numbers in the SER. In a paper to LegCo, the Education Bureau said the change was structural rather than transient in nature. Speaking on RTHK's Backchat program, Mervyn Cheung, chairman of the Education Policy Concern Group, said the closure of many primary schools around the millennium had in recent years led to struggles to accommodate pupils. Chim Hong Ming, chairman of the Council of Central and Western District School Heads, echoed these concerns. We don't have a, a crystal ball. We cannot foresee whether it is an increase or decrease in, in the near future. So if we just use this simplest way to close the school, and, I th- and I'm afraid that if the number of students increase suddenly in, in maybe uh, next 10 years, how can we find enough classrooms for the students? Readers have taken the last opportunity to browse the shelves of Bleak House Books as one of the SAR's few independent English language bookshops closes for the final time. Its owners are leaving Hong Kong and will donate the remaining stock of new and used books to other independent stores. Ella, who went to the store in Sampo Kong today, says it may now be harder to find books from outside the mainstream. It has basically books that other bookstores may not have, like the vintage books. And I feel like one of the things that makes this bookshop special is that the owner selectively chooses the books. And I realize, because in other bookstores, they usually have the mainstream books that's usually for like the, the mass public. But this bookstore, it's like our own little <laughs> secret. Uh, I think the books are very selectively chosen. And yeah, I'll, I'll miss this bookstore a lot. <laughs> yeah. 
A British lawmaker has been stabbed to death by a man who attacked him at a meeting with voters from his electoral district. David Ames, the Member of Parliament for Southend West, was targeted at around noon during the meeting in Leon C. Armed police responded and said a 25-year-old man had been arrested. The Australian state of New South Wales has become the first in the country to announce that it's lifting the quarantine requirement for international travellers. The state's Premier and Tourism Minister said Australian citizens and fully vaccinated visitors would be able to enter from November the 1st without needing to isolate. However, the decision was quickly overruled by Prime Minister Scott Morrison, who said the government would stick with plans to first open the border to citizens and permanent residents. This is about Australian residents and citizens first. The Commonwealth Government has made no decision to allow other visa holders, skilled visa holders, student visa holders, uh, international visitors travelling under an ETA or other uh, international visa arrangement, visa, visiting visa arrangement, to come into Australia under these arrangements. They are decisions for the Commonwealth Government, as the Premier and I know. Earlier, Ben Chair asked our Australia correspondent, Jerry Gannon, what led to the policy mix-up. Well, basically, uh, what has happened is that uh, Dominic Perrottet, who's only been in the uh, in the job as uh, Premier of New South Wales, he jumped the gun because he wanted to uh, show that he was in charge. And uh, he uh, had this uh, announcement that uh, the state was opening up. Well, the uh, Prime Minister was caught uh, off guard, basically he was caught unawares, uh, which has given rise to the opposition describing Perrette as the Prime Minister for New South Wales, much to, to the chagrin of the Prime Minister, Scott Morrison, who then had to very quickly follow up by saying that uh, uh, Australia would have uh, limited uh, international access. So basically, international borders are now open and uh, uh, we're, we're ready to go, except for some other states. It's not quite clear yet. New South Wales can. We're not sure, but Victoria or Western Australia probably won't. Um, Queensland, we're not sure either. So there's a lot of, uh, lot of decisions yet to be made. Now the weather, it will be mainly cloudy, a few rain patches at first. Temperatures will be about 24 degrees tomorrow morning. Sunny intervals during the day with maximum temperature around 28 degrees. Slightly cooler with temperatures falling to a minimum of around 23 degrees at night. Moderate to fresh, north to northeasterly winds occasionally strong offshore later tomorrow. The outlook progressively cooler in the following couple of days with weather improving. Temperatures will fall to 20 degrees or below on Monday. Temperatures currently 26 degrees and the humidity 83%. And a reminder of our top story tonight. China prepares to launch its longest crewed space mission to date. And that's the news from RTHK. All Hit Radio. All right, you're listening to All Hit Radio and it's 53 degrees at 13 minutes past the hour. And right now in our all request line, I've got Mike Ledgerwood on the phone. Hey, babe, what would you like to hear? Hey, babe, I'm sorry. I can't hear you too well. You're going to have to speak a little closer into the phone. Okay, babe, what would you like to hear again? We are observing your Earth. Hey, Mike, I'm sorry, babe, but that's not on our playlist. And by the way, you sound great over the phone. Anyway, if you give us your request, we'll be glad to play it for you, babe. So let's hear it. We are observing your Earth. Uh, listen, Mike, I'm sorry, babe, but we can't... And we'd like to make... I'm sorry, Mike, we... There's... A contact uh, with you... Baby. 
In your mind, you have capacities, you know, to telepath messages through the vast unknown. Please close your eyes and concentrate with every thought you think upon the recitation we're about to say. Of interplanetary craft, calling occupants of interplanetary most extraordinary craft, calling occupants of interplanetary craft, calling occupants of interplanetary craft. Transmit thought energy for the 